One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey, if you want more from us, then please do consider checking out Redmen Plus as a club legend. That is the top tier that gets you extra perks and benefits access to our exclusive club legend Discord chat. It will also give you free merchandise every year and a whole host of bonus features. Get involved on our club legends show. You can be on a show with the cast and crew of Redmen TV every week and a whole host of extra bonus perks as well as all the usual brilliant videos and podcasts go to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend hello all you wonderful people welcome to the red men podcast steve Ho here with chris pajak and dan club to well we have to talk about the reds unfortunately even though they're a bit crap but Boo. we'll we'll do it in an entertaining way full of goodness and mirth that will keep you hey. keep you hot, happy <laughs> or happier hopefully by the time we happier? get to happier. Long, it? yeah I can't, I, cider you see <laughs> <I can't, laughs> I can't guarantee you'll be happy, but you'll be happier than you are now. I'm um, from the West Country, apparently. Yeah, I, I, yeah, oh, yeah, apparently, apparently I went down south for one day. I'm now a farmer. Um, we're going to be talking about... What you we went can, to London. <laughs> what the fuck? I went through some fields and shit. Um, anyway, we're going to do what we can talk... What we're going to talk about, well, what we can do to fix the issues or what we think Liverpool needs to do to fix what's going on. It's happened. We know, we're, we know we're a bit crap. What can we do to make it better between now and the World Cup? And then later on, we're going to talk about Roberto Firmino, his contact... Um, I even said that. <laughs> yeah, was so weird, Roberto. I got stuck between Bobby and Roberto. We're going to talk about Roberto Firmino, his contract situation, how he's playing this season, and all that. But first, just a couple of quick notes on us. We are on the road to 500,000 subs here on YouTube. So if you're watching this live with us now, please do click that subscribe button. If you're watching this later on on YouTube again, do the same. And if you listen to this as a podcast, if you can do us a favour, head on over to youtube.com forward slash the Redmen TV and subscribe and help us get towards that 500 k margin um, as a competition prize for doing so as a little thank you for all you wonderful YouTube subscribers when we hit that famous landmark we'll give away that signed Ibu Kanate shirt that if you're watching on YouTube you probably saw at the start of the show so yeah loads going on it's a really nice landmark for the channel isn't it Chris so it'll be nice when we can get yeah, there yeah it's a, it's a long road to 500k it's been a while yeah we, we, we went off down the back ways a little bit but listen it's fine we're all, we're all good through a few fields and shit and shit Maybe we're all talked about that. Like, <laughs> when we, when we, when hell, we get there, fucking Fucking hell. Yeah. Before we get into like what the fuck we can do to fix Liverpool's massive issues, um, Kevin over there. <laughs> and Roberto for me. You know, kickoff question. Very very simple one this week. I thought I'd go footy related. Trying to think of times gone by, happier times gone by. Because remember when Liverpool used to go to Europe and win football matches? Oh, it was joyful. Those uh, heights of just six months ago. <laughs> at James Yigitos, I think that's how you say. It. Apologies, James, if I, if I butchered your surname. Very, very simple. What's your favourite ground to go to in, away in Europe, Chris? Um, I like grounds with like a little bit of history and stuff like that, to be honest with you. So it wasn't even in like a proper game or anything like that, but we went to visit um, the Berlin Stadium, the Olympic Stadium in Berlin, when we played Hertha Berlin. It was our 125th 
year yeah. celebrations and it was their 125th year celebrations at the same time so we went over there and just seeing that Olympic Stadium you know what I mean being able to walk around it and seeing it empty and stuff because we got to go and have a little tour um, before the game and stuff and just seeing all the fields where all the Olympics were done because it was like was it the thir- I think it was the 36 Olympics that was it was built for obviously the Nazis had just come into power in 33 and they'd built that stadium I think to just sort of it was propaganda, basically, mm. wasn't it? And like Hitler's seat was higher than every other seat in the ground because he wanted to be above them yeah. all and stuff like that. And he opened those games. It was the Jesse Owen ones, mm. wasn't it? Like the um, uh, Afro American guy who won like four yeah. gold medals and stuff, didn't he? So it was those ones. And you sort of walk into the area and you can see all these mad statues and stuff and the end of the pillars that used to be and other pillars that are all around the ground. And you can just sort of feel the history almost washing over you and stuff. So like that, that for me was just like, wow, this is like amazing. Because I, 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 I love the new stadiums. Like we were talking just before we came on air about Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant. But I much prefer the old school stadiums that have been there for years and years and years because you can feel everything that sort of happened in them. Yeah, for me, it's um, the Allianz in Munich. Um, I'm lucky, lucky enough to have been twice. I went to watch Bayern Munich against Wolfsburg a few years before we got there with Liverpool, obviously, in the Sadio Mane goal and the Virgil van Dijk and stuff like that. So yeah, that was... That's probably mine. I love Munich as a city. To me. I love Germany, full stop, actually, I must admit. But Munich, superb. The whole day, the whole experience was absolutely top class. Like, um, yeah, great food. Great, it's just a That's great the place best I've be. ever been treated as an away fan as well. Yeah, I can see I, that. I just yeah. thought it was absolutely brilliant. Like, we were mixing with Bayern Munich fans, like little beer huts just outside yeah. the ground, having a chat to There's them. No animosity whatsoever. Is it? And, that, and that was the case throughout the day, actually, being in the city. Some places you go, like, I've been to Napoli, I go on about it a lot, but that wasn't the case. I've been to Milan as well. You always feel a little bit on edge, like you're not quite welcome. The opposite in Munich. I thought it was just superb. And obviously, the match turned out well as well. And the atmosphere coming out of that ground was probably the best. Ever been involved in? I remember walking down Bobby the steps. Firmino song. Bobby Firmino, and we seen Sammy Ippia through like some yeah, doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody was there seeing him because everyone was like onto him. But it was unbelievable. And the stadium itself is top draw as well. Mm-hmm. Walking up to it and it's obviously on top of a hill, isn't it? Almost in the distance. You can see it from miles up around. And that. Oh, it's a phenomenal place. Like yeah, I loved it. It's superb, like yeah, absolutely cool. superb. I love the new camp. But getting treated, I get treated there isn't great sometimes. But when you go to the new camp, it's still incredible. I think it's amazing. I love Barcelona. It's a Not for an away fan though. That's the difference. It's, you yeah, can't see the fucking pitch. That's the just too far I, away. I've been an away yeah. fan and I've been like a neutral fan when it, I've been really low down. And I, I love Barcelona as a city as well. Mm. I actually quite enjoyed Villarreal last year um, in a different way. It was very intimate and very yeah. small. But again, you go behind like a glass thing, and it, it can't, I wish that wasn't there. It'd have been amazing because mm. I could see how like their fans were going mad, but you couldn't really hear it. Well, it, it was almost. In front of you, so yeah, Germany often is the West in terms of like how you get treated. Brilliant. So it, yeah, it, it really does. But yeah, I, I, I've been to the, I went to the Burnham and watched us win. That was incredible, absolutely incredible. And the views there are better. So I'm, I'm, I'll probably end up going with that one again. You're not treated amazingly well by Spanish and the Spanish police. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah, watching Liverpool win in the Burnham was something like very few. Mm. And then the, the other one years ago I went to Celta Park as a Liverpool fan. That was awesome. Yeah. And you did get treated nice, like again, mixing around Glasgow and stuff. There was not really much animosity. Um, the police were relatively all right, from what I remember. I was only young, but I remember like that, that one as well. So they're the ones I'm going to go for. Um, but yeah, really good uh, question. So thanks very much to James for that one. Right, lads, I've um, 
I've put it off long enough, so I'm going to put it off even a little bit longer. I'm going to talk about what we can do to get all this fixed and get people <laughs> back on track between now and, like I say, before that World Cup break, before, well, we play Southampton on November 12th. But before we do that, let us go and get our heads together, go and get mentally prepared for this big conversation by letting you guys know about this month's competition prize over on Redmen Plus. So, yeah, we'll be back after this quick message with how the hell Liverpool can get out of this big old hole that they dug for themselves. See you in a sec. Hey, you! Do you like amazing signed Liverpool gear to put on your wall and make yourself look really cool? Uh, then we've got you covered if you join Redmen Plus as a Club Legend subscriber. We've got an amazing competition prize this month. It is a signed Liverpool home 2013-14 shirt, vintage, signed by Liverpool fullback Glenn Johnson. Yes, every month we have incredible signed prizes and other amazing things to give away to our Club Legends subscribers they also get access to our discord they get uh, first access to redmen live show tickets to get free merchandise and a whole host of extra bonus perks as well as the incredible content we deliver on a daily weekly monthly yearly basis so head over to redmenplus.com either join as a club legend or if you're a club captain upgrade your subscription to be automatically entered into the draw for that incredible signed Liverpool shirt Yeah, there you go. If you want to win the signed shirt and get loads and loads of other benefits as well, mainly some amazing content. If you need cheering up over on redmenplus.com, we've got you covered. Like I say, it isn't the easiest time to be motivated and happy with the Reds. So yeah, come on over, come and join the community. We'll put our arms around each other. We'll get, get ourselves together and we'll regroup over on redmenplus.com. If you're in the Discord chat, get in there and like I say, chat it out. Use the Facebook group if you're a subscriber as well. So there's tons going on. And like I say, we've got some amazing content to hopefully cheer you up because at the moment, the lads on the pitch aren't doing that for us. They're making it worse, if anything else. So we might as well talk about that right now, Chris. Um, I've wrote on the agenda, Liverpool are in a right old pickle. And I think that might be putting it mildly. But um, what's happened, happened. We are where we are now. We've got the injuries. We've got the form we're in. Jürgen's pretty much said the other day, we're not in the title race. No shit, we're not in the title race. This season now is about maybe trying to win a trophy if you can and making sure you're in the Champions League next season. I think we'd all agree that's where things have got to very, very quickly. Um, tons has gone wrong. And th- the reasons for that are plentiful. Uh, first of all, the lack of investment in the summer, I think everyone would agree there was probably a little bit wrong there. An aging squad, maybe we've been a little bit too loyal, there's, there's that. There's the injury issues, you can't ignore, there's been injuries, there's been tons, but that's gone now. We've got now, till November 12th before the World Cup, to salvage something out of the season, because if we don't get that, we're going to be knackered. Basically, the season's going to be a write-off before it's anything's done. So, what, in your mind, what's the first thing Jürgen should be doing to try and just address this slide and fix what we can do? Because we are in a right big old massive hole, aren't we? That's I know a that's hard a, question that's a to big, answer. Like, I think you've what got do you think are the, What do you think is the biggest issues right now that he can solve? What, what can what, what if you're looking at the tactics? I know you look at the tactics a lot. What can you see on the pitch and you're thinking he needs to get that? That's the main issue here. Identity. Okay. And I'm not sure he can solve it. To be honest with you, I, I hate to be like a proper downer on it, but. We need to be intense, and it doesn't look like we've got lads that can be intense anymore. Can I, so. can I, can I jump in with some breaking news? Go on. We were talking before the show about who's the next lad to get injured. Yeah. It hasn't even got to the game when it's happened. Go on. Uh, Joel Matip expected to be out for two weeks with a calf problem, according to How did none of us pick him? Yeah, I mean, he true. was like front and centre. I mean, it's obvious that it was going to be Joel so, Matip. Yeah, James, according to James Pierce, uh, Liverpool's injury problem. Deep in Joel Matip expected to be out for two weeks with a calf problem. Similar time scale to Trent Alexander Arnold. So yeah, two weeks for Joel, two weeks uh, for Trent as well. So that that doesn't that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> for, for, but 
suppose going back to where we were a little bit before that one. Sorry to interrupt you there, Chris. Like I'm human, lad. It's cra- <laughs> it is, it's it's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, at least it wasn't Simicast. Like, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like we've been fucked Defensively, we are just conceding far too many goals. Yeah, but that comes from the fucking midfield. Mm, yeah, like you know, you know, you've got to defend as a team. So it comes from the strikers. It comes from the midfield. You look at the way that um, Arsenal counter attacked on us the other day. It's too easy all of the time. Like you know. Hendo and Thiago, I thought, looked really good for 44 minutes either in between their two goals, right? And they looked like they were up for the fight. They looked like they were controlling the game. Second half, they were hungrier, fitter, stronger, had more desire than us. And that's been pretty much played out throughout the entire season so far. So unless you can tell me that Carvalho and Elliot are going to do it, I'm going to tell you that the three lads in the midfield don't have the legs to be able to play at the intensity that Liverpool need for their system to work. So if you haven't got the intensity, you need to change the fucking system and the style of play. Yeah, and I don't know if Jürgen's going to be able to do that with no training time because he's changed mm-hmm. the system, but the style of play is still the same. It's still intensity. It's still high press. Yeah. What we're not, we've not got a side that can sit back and defend. Look at what Arsenal did for you know the, the penalty. Like it was just wave after wave. We couldn't get out. Fabinho has a chance to clear his lines. Isn't able to do it and stuff. We're not good at that. We're not good at pressing. So how on earth are we going to change a system that suits the players right now? Because it doesn't look like we've got one. The only thing is, he, he has to change the legs of the players, or he has to change the players come January in the summer. Yeah, I suppose. Dan, the issue is, like I say, we'd all agree the summer, the summer is looking worse and worse. The summer just gone. Yeah, it looks like again. I saw the graphic come up the other day. Liverpool got the 18th oldest squad average mm-hmm. this season, and it showed against Arsenal again. You saw the intensity and all that kind of stuff. Just legs. They just looked. They just so, looked can I just jump in there? Sure, sorry, mate. Um, I do, I do find it quite baffling about this average age squad thing because it's twenty eight. Like historically, you would say the peak players is twenty seven. Yeah, but it's twenty eight, mate. Because it's, but it's, there's not many twenty eight year olds. It's teenagers and thirty. Yeah, year but olds, what we're know? talking is we're talking when we're wearing, when we're living in a world where James Milner's all right and Ronaldo's all right at thirty seven, and players are going on to forty years old. We've got to expect that the players are going to be able to play for longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so, like, 30's not fucking dead. You know what I mean? 31's not dead. These players can still do it. Absolutely. I mean, how long was Aguero at the top of his game for? No, but I think... Like, you know, there's loads anything, of fucking yeah. players that go and yeah, play yeah. that. Whether they're able to do it in the centre of the park, I think, is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, mate, again, like, it's... The, the, we have got a lot of... We've got not many peak players and this is what happens Dan because again I think we'd all agree every time we, in, in the summer we were all saying what the Liverpool need to do is go and buy lads who are ready to be playing their peak right now yeah. we haven't got that we've got youngsters so you've got your Elliots and your Carvalho's and maybe your Ramsey's and even Trent Alexander-Arnold's a young lad mm. and then you've got your thirty, a lot of 30 year olds and there's nothing in the middle and I do wonder when you look at Liverpool's midfield options the only one really Who's fit at the moment? Who's in those, those peak ages? Ish is Fabinho, and even he's getting on. It should be Naby Keita. He's never here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's where we find ourselves. And Chris is right. We just look like in every single game we're second. Second. Fabinho is second to everything. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he's third or fourth, <laughs> and he's half a yard short. And it isn't just him. Like Jordan Henderson at ta- has been awful at times. Mm-hmm. I think at the weekend he wasn't going to shift out to right wing. It was it was bad. He's yeah. he hasn't had a good season. Tiago was rubbish the other day, although he's he's been generally better this year. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's many players playing that well. And this is the issue is that the games are coming thick and fast. So it isn't like Chris said, you can't go back to the drawing wall for a week and go, right, we're doing this, this and this. The time isn't there, mm. which is why I think everyone's starting to feel, oh my God, this could get worse. Because we, we all understand now the manager hasn't got that 
build the, the time to fix it, but he has to do something because this just can't continue. So again, mm. I'll, I'll is this something that just springs to mind? Well, if we do that, it'll be a marginal improvement, and then we can build up on that. Not necessarily, no, because I I agree with Chris's point in terms of Klopp doesn't really want to change everything. It is his whole identity, his whole brand is built on intensity, rock and roll football, and that's what's made us so successful for so many years. And he's not gonna get rid of that. He's not suddenly gonna go, oh, we'll sit back and just defend and soak up pressure because A, we're not very good at it. And B, it's not within his nature to do so. So I don't see that happening. The, the main problem for me is it does stem from the midfield, you're right, and the attack isn't firing, the defence isn't firing, the common denominator is the lads in the middle of him, isn't it? Let's be honest. And we started the season with like six, seven options in midfield. But in reality, that was never the case because Oxley Chamberlain is never going to be there. Naby Keita is never going to be there. Curtis Jones, you could put into that bracket now, unfortunately, as well. In terms of ages, you're right because none of them, you don't look at any of them apart from probably Milner and go, you should be past it. The problem is, is all the lads, Henderson, Fabinho, Antiago, have all had injury problems. So that knocks a bit of time off where they should be at in the peak. And they've all played at this high intensity for years now under Klopp. And it's showing. It's that's really thing, yeah. showing. A 30 for Liverpool, 30. Like, it's older, isn't is it? it? might be older. Someone mentioned this in the chat when you were speaking, Chris, I was going to bring it up to you. Like, being 30 for Liverpool might be different than being 30 for Man City. You know what I mean? Like, Jordan Henderson, the miles he's done. Mm-hmm. James Milton, they've been flogged. To Roberto, for me, you know, looks an old 30. You know what I mean? Like, would you go along with that as well? It looks like. No, I, 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 look, it might, that might well be the case. Yeah. But I've seen players who play at high intensity and are able to do it for years. My big issue is right now with the midfield, it's not so much the age of them, but like when your legs start to go a little bit, your experience comes into play. We don't look like we've got experienced lads in the middle of the park. They're making stupid mistakes time and time again. So, all right, they might have lost half a yard of pace. They can still run 10K a game or 11K a game. You can't tell me that James Milner can't do that. He literally wins the lactate test and we go crazy Mm. for it every fucking summer. About him winning the lactate test at 35 years old, his capacity for mm. fucking running and how he, how, he, how he changes that in his body. So that's, that, for me, is a crock of shit. But when the lads are not using their experience in-game, that's when I'm starting to worry. Because yeah, how do you concede in the first minute and how do you concede yeah. in the 45th it minute? It's, it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's You've got all experienced players on the pitch yeah. and yet every lad went fucking bombing forwards for the yeah. fucking free we got, they, were, they were four on three, you know down in that counter-attack situation. That can't be happening. And not right before half-time like that, but you are dead right. But the only thing I would say on that is, is the lads who we talk about, your Hendersons, your Thiago's of this world, probably can still do it. I'm just not sure they can do rest. it. Exactly. I'm not sure they can do it regularly and all the time. And the options to rotate them just aren't there anymore. Like, we can't turn to Cater and go, go on, you give him half an hour. We're asking them to do it time and time again. And I think that's the problem. In one-off games, they can. We've seen it at the start of the season, Community Shield. Brilliant. We look boss. Straight away, we go into like an intense run of fixtures and we're just not capable yeah. of that intensity And that's anymore. the problem, isn't it? And, and the way that Jürgen, for me, changed to the two-man midfield, I liked it against Rangers, I really did. But you've essentially just got rid of Carvalho and Elliot as midfield options. Yeah. And that, for me, was a little bit baffling, to be honest, because you've mm. then left yourself with three lads to play two positions who, Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, you've got concerns over them all. Yeah. Which is which is a bit mad to me, and also like you know the, why does every team go to three at the back because the centre halves are shit. Mm. Well, we've got a, a, a three man midfield that's not dominating games, and we went to a two man midfield. Like, come on! No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. mad. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> Fucking put an extra one in the middle if you want, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, I, I said something similar after, from the Emirates yesterday, um, Sunday. Sorry, because it felt like last week after the Rangers game, we changed formation and we won, and everyone was like, "Oh, here we go. This is it. The, the whole new dawn." We're going to be sound now but it turns out it's not just a slight formation 
population change, there's more to it. There's something more underlying and there's there's bigger problems and that. There's like I think it is a bit of a mentality thing. To concede again in the first minute of a footy match is ludicrous. And then to concede on the back of that right before half time, having got into the game, is just mental to me. Like somebody somebody should be saying, sorry, go on. No, no, that's great. And I'm I'm with you there, the problem. So how do you fix that? Right. That 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 because that everyone's we're asking a fat kid how to fix a fucking football team. Come on, man. No, again, is there anything because the worry is I'm, I'm looking last and I'm when everyone's all about like you know the, the summer and the, and the ownership and they should have spent. I think everyone would agree that, that things haven't gone right. The, the the makeup of the squad just for whatever reason it feels like we've gone over, we've gone a little bit over deal with it now. And maybe it was FSG should have spent more money definitely. Um, Jaeger might have been a bit too loyal to certain players. Yeah. I think you can com- combine both of them. I don't think his team selections are, 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 have been. Don't think his subs have worked. Subs haven't worked like everything's getting everything's like we are in a bit in a bit of a pickle here. Like I say, to put it mildly, Chris. But that's. I was thinking, for example, just something to, as, to throw out there is that I don't think, and I might be wrong on this, Trent not playing for two weeks is the worst thing for Liverpool. If it means that we have a centre-half playing right-back just for a little bit. Long-term, I don't think that's sustainable. If Liverpool want to go on and win trophy after trophy after trophy, I don't think you can get by with playing a centre-back at right-back all the time because you, you, you're not going to score enough goals. But while we are conceding so many, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Provided he can stay fit, which is again Joe Gomez, that never guaranteed. That is one thing that might not be the worst problem. Because I did think we looked a little bit more solid down that right hand side in the second half against Arsenal, where Gomez was like, you know what, I'm just staying here. And if it, we lost him in attack because no one wants to pass it to him when he got up there, and I got that. But we did look a bit more defensively solid. So that, that could be a tiny little thing just to put a bandage over the bleed right now, maybe. Yeah, no, that, that could definitely work. I think, look, I think what Jürgen tried to do by going to the 4-2-4 or the 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it is, he, I think he's trying to rely on a bit more flair from the good lads up front mm-hmm. and them to sort of try and almost win a game without having to use the entire system, as it were, without having to push Trent Alexander-Arnold higher. Costas doesn't quite get as high as Trent used to, etc., etc., even though he's higher on the left than he, than he was before. I think the injury to Diaz has really sort of taken the wheels off that one. Yeah. You know, it, that just makes it almost impossible because now you've got essentially just four lads for four positions again. Um, for me, you know, Salah, Jota and Nunes. And that makes that, there's literally no one to come in. I don't know where Carvalho is. I'd like to see him more in those wing places. I personally think Javier looks more of a midfielder now than, yeah. a, than a winger. Um, so you've got a potential of Carvalho coming in and spelling them for games. But what that means is with the Diaz injury, that you've got to, he's got to change his plan again. And I don't know where he goes to next. The logical thing for me is you bring Carvey Elliott and Carvalho back into the fold and you go into a three-man midfield again. And you'd, if you're going to play Gomez on the right, you'd ask for that creativity to come from the right-hand side from Harvey Elliott in the eight because Gomez isn't going to get forward quite as much as Trent Alexander-Arnold. So it makes sense to put Harvey over there with a Thiago or uh, and a Fabinho or a Henderson playing in the sixth where I think he's actually better now and probably our best option in the sixth hand, though. At the moment. At the for, moment. I, I, yeah, because Fabinho, we've gone back to the Fabinho I, thing. Yeah. Ultimately, you, we've got to get Salah involved in the games. We've got to get Salah involved in shooting at the yeah. goal. We have, he's, uh, he's actually really good at it. He's, like, he's, I don't know if you know, he's, he's been top scorer quite a few times in the league. This is the thing, Danny feels to me, I wouldn't even be averse to going, you know what, I'll get up front. Give us a vote. Just, no, go up front. Go and play mm. centre forward. Because <clears throat> if, whatever reason now, our best chances are falling to everybody else. And most Salah's XG, for example, is like, Fuck all. Mm. Every single game, he's the best finisher we've had for years. He, he honestly, he's, he's up there with the greatest this club's ever had. His record yeah. speaks for itself, and yet we've moved him further away from. Like, Mo Salah's never been someone for me who's like 
constantly involved in a game, build up. You can get away with only scoring five goals, you know, whatever, because he's always in. No, he's not that at all. He's the no. opposite. He's a moments player that you don't. Oh my God, most Salah scored. It feels I wouldn't be adverse to getting most Salah up front somehow. I don't know how you go about doing that. Mm. Is it Jota goes right, maybe, or so, I don't know. Um, Harvey Elliott, they can, the, the, with the Lewis Diaz injury really throws that one yeah. spanner into that one because, like I say, fucking. Well, Jota's going to be on the left, you'd imagine, isn't it? That, that, that seems like the natural thing to happen. But yeah, I think getting Salah, whether it be moving him central is the option or getting him more involved in the game is probably more important, I'd say. And I think we've got shied away from that a little bit. I think when Klopp obviously brought Nunes in, we knew there was going to be a tweak. And I think he's tried to make it all work naturally and it hasn't quite clicked. And I think maybe now for a few weeks we need to go, you know what, let's kind of shy away from that and just get Salah more involved, getting more touches and getting more central. Like you say, I don't think he goes up front. I don't think he can because of the Diaz thing. I just, Harvey Elliott on the wing doesn't work for me. He's not quick enough. He hasn't got... Louis, we can't go from Diaz to Elliott. You, could go, Car- you could go Carvalho. Yeah, you could. Carvalho and then put Jota on the right wing. I'm thinking last year, because he, he, he goes with Sadio front and he's forced into that because, again, there was injuries and issues around it. But then, but then, and he, was, he scored loads of goals and when it, when everyone come back, he stuck with Sadio up front. He, he went, yeah. he went with the You can hand. still play Salah on the right-hand side if you want to, just but you've just, got to, you've just got to change his position again because, you know, he played on the right-hand right. side last year and the year before and the year before yeah, but he yeah. was in the box. Yeah. Now he's playing on the right-hand side. I don't think you move him because of the options that you've got. When you've got Nunes, when you've got Bobby Firmino, they're your central guys. Yeah. Okay. And Jota's Jot your left-hand side or central. When Diaz is available, he's not, so he's mm. on the left-hand side there for me. Is theory, Chris, that having Joe Gomez makes that easier to say to Mo Salah actually you get him because you, you mentioned if Harvey Elliott goes right he can provide you with mm. if Mo Salah goes narrow it's Harvey Elliott yeah and because Gomez is naturally not going to come inside the way that Trent's been coming inside and yeah. taking up in the half space which leaves more space inside for Salah to yeah. go into if he's going down the right hand side Gomez is quite a good crosser of the ball yeah, yeah, Gomez yeah. does like to get forward and use his pace but to burst past line, someone it? but it's yeah. touchline yeah, yeah. exactly it's very old fashioned right yeah. back which yeah, is, yeah, again, that's, what, that's yeah. what Salah might need right yeah. now Mm. You know what I mean? I'd also start looking at trying to get you know that ball over the top to Salah. Like three years ago, Trent's out ball was always just Salah over the top, and it become intricate. And we play through the middle a lot more, and occasionally he goes back to it. Just get him in a foot race with the fullback, and it's frustrating at times, Salah, because he loses quite a lot of them. Um, but he'll get past once or twice, and he'll get a shot off, and that's probably enough. To, what Liverpool need right now. What can we about centre that? We've just lost another one. So we're down. We're, and if, if Gomez is going right back, mm. we're back to where we were last year, Dan, a couple of, at the end of or early on, is that Trent's out, Gomez is your right back, and, and you, one of your centre half is injured. We've only got two. Mm. So for the next couple of weeks, it's the Eboom and Virgil show. And I think it's fair to say Virgil hasn't, hasn't having a good season. Canate's just coming back. Maybe he provides that spark in the centre half that maybe livens things up. Yeah. Because again, it, it's, it's all again, it's all systematic and there's lots going on. But Liverpool couldn't have to with the centre half, like doing a bit more at times to make it less easy to score goals against us. Perhaps the return of Ibu Kanate helps. That, I mean, fingers crossed. That's where we're, that's where we're at now. He's definitely playing. Yeah, we're always one hundred percent playing. Yeah, and we're lucky he's back fit. By the way, otherwise we'd be in a. No, well, Calvin Ramsey would be playing right back for two weeks, wouldn't he? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, and he's thrown into the deep end. Isn't he's he? kicked the ball. Yeah, City or City as well to come. Um, yeah, so we're lucky Kanate's here, um, and Kanate was superb last season. We've said it all before. He was arguably he played in the biggest games in the Champions League final City away and stuff like that so he's made a match probably for us in the final wasn't it probably. yeah so there's no doubt about it he's got the ability and, and bringing him back it might just freshen things up you know it's, something needs to change doesn't it? someone needs 
a bit of inspiration from somewhere and it could well be Canate but we, we've done this a few times now already this season we've turned to him we've turned to him and it's got to land at some point I suppose so why not him but at the same time I don't know I, I worry about everything right now at the minute to be honest with yeah. defensively I do because individually they just seem below their level all of them and I can't quite put my finger on why because we spoke about the midfield and that's obviously a clear clear problem but even then, look at the individual errors people are making, and uncharacteristic as well, so many of them, and that's the issue, like, Virgil van Dijk's been a shadow of himself, an absolute shadow, and he's normally the one when all around him seems to be failing, he's the one who kind of stands up to be counted and goes, oh no, sorry, I'll take us forward, it's just not happening at all, mm. so, Canato, yeah, he has got the ability, he's certainly got the career path that would suggest he's going to be one of the best in the world, so, good time to start showing it. Yeah, that for me, I, I think Robbo's been a massive miss, and this is no slight on Chimacas, who I think's been good, to be fair, a couple of goal line clearances, mm. you know, his, his delivery from set pieces much better than Andy Robertson, I put him on a par with Trent, if not maybe slightly more dangerous the at corners times. Are good, aren't corners are superb, mm. like. But we are massively missing Andy Robertson in the final third. Not the Andy Robertson who's shooting at the back stick. We're not missing that. Nobody misses Andy <laughs> Robertson shooting at the back stick. I'm not suggesting that for a moment. But having that ability, like it feels like Costas gets into all the same positions, but it kind of just peters out. Mm. And it, you know what I mean? It's just like oh, balls back inside. Whereas Robbo gets that ball into the middle quick, early at times. Um, I think we're really missing him, and I think he holds everyone to a higher standard. I think, you know, when we're talking about the desire of Liverpool players, that he would still be there showing that desire week in, week out, and trying to raise the level as a captain. You know, he's not the captain at Liverpool, but he is a captain in the yeah. side. Suppose, Dan, like I say, I mean, it, it, who knows? Because, again, Liverpool have been reluctant to spend money. I think it's fair the ownership <laughs> have been reluctant to spend money, which, which is an issue that needs solving. He probably at some point. Need what well, they do need to go and put their hands in the pocket because this it does there's, there's a lot of players who need to go and be replaced if you want to get the again if at the age down of the squad and, and it could be that they, do, they did it last January they went and got Lewis Diaz mm-hmm. they, they have to do something in January they, they absolutely if, have that's to what I'm do saying if, if it feels to me like we we just need to get to the end of November hopefully still in the Champions League yeah. get out of this group the cup whatever happens in the League Cup gives whatever happens there yeah but in the Premier League be not out of a top four race which is mad that's where we are now yeah. and then there's going to have to be some money spent even if it's one or two mm-hmm. just to do something because it, it feels to me like all the eggs were in the Jude Bellingham basket once they didn't get Shuamani or Lime, Lime or yeah, yeah. so they, they waited it feels to me like if you wait too first of all if you're not in the Champions League next year all the best you're out the race anyway all, all the best getting Jude Bellingham this will come next year and, and Andy Apa said that in a super chat we're going to need to replace most of our midfield next summer if we can't get Champions League. They will really struggle. It feels to me like if if they weren't planning to invest in January, what like someone's going to be knocking on the door, Jürgen's going to be banging the door down, or FSG have got to be coming to him and saying, "We can't afford not to be in the Champions League." Here's 50, 60 million for, for go and get yourself a midfielder or whatever now, yeah. because without it, it's going to cost us. It's going to be horrendous. If Liverpool are playing Europa League footy next year, mm. it's, 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 a, it's a shambles. Yeah, it is. And obviously, compared to where we've been as well, we've on the, the cusp of winning absolutely it's everything. It's a free Champions League finals. Yeah, and, and that too. But also, as you rightly say or allude to, like FSG know how important Champions League football is for their own sake, you know what I mean, in terms of the money they're looking to bring in, because it just it's a money spinner, isn't it? Quite frankly, we've seen clubs strive to get there because of how much you get on the back of it um, so yeah I think FSG they are very reluctant to spend money full stop in many senses but at the same time when we have needed to do something in January we have done like our hand was forced a bit with the Louis Diaz thing obviously because Tottenham was sort of mm-hmm. sniffing around wasn't it, weren't they so that made us but I agree I think like Klopp or whoever else Julian Ward is now needs to be going there and saying listen we need to resolve this I mean they tried to resolve the midfield thing with Arta but 
it, it hasn't really worked, you'd have to say already, wouldn't you, I suppose, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> uh, well, no. Dan, that really, is, take the word really yeah, out of that sentence. It hasn't, it hasn't worked. Yeah, I, I've always reluctant. I'm not that, I'm, 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 I'm not really, I've gotten really less hurt. Oh, you're, you're fucking bored, lad. I'm reluctant, <laughs> I'm reluctant to call it out because... Injury is a bit unfortunate, or is that just poor man? It, poor it, because look, it, it, you sound like he hasn't kicked the ball for six months. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. getting into when he starts kicking the ball. It's yeah. unfortunate, but it, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Yeah. So anyway, it needs it needs resolving in January, isn't it? Is the point because you're right. I think Champions League is an absolute necessity, whichever way we want to get there. But at the same time, if you really sort of rose tinted glasses on it, then. This reset opportunity we have with the World Cup, which is unprecedented, we've never seen this before. A World Cup in the middle of the season could be literally exactly what we need. You but you've got to I mean? get there. Within you've got to get distance. there in touching distance, of course you have. Yeah, in the top four race, we still need to be in it, which right now looks a bit unlikely the way we're playing. But if we can get there and we can strengthen in, the, in January, there's no, there's nothing telling me that this squad of players that we have, with even with the injuries, isn't capable of doing something a bit mad in the second half of the season and going and winning something or getting top four because we've seen it after them back to back home defeats. Didn't we? Mate, if, if we can get top four with our goalie scoring a goal exactly, and that yeah, Phillips, exactly. yeah, you, can, you should always trust them. But yeah, you're right. You've got to sniff, you, haven't we? You know what I mean? You'll always, yeah. You've got to be in the hunt. So to, I asked, what can we do to fix this? I think what we've said is run more. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, well, well, let me just have a, a little thing on the January thing, right? So the, the Bellingham stuff and the midfielder, right? I think I've always been accepting of Liverpool have got a finite sum of money that they can spend and they're going to wait for the right guy. Mm. I think we're actually into that, like, press the fucking big-ass red button and spend what you can't afford to fucking spend at this point. I think in the past it's been, well, if we spend £80 million on this lad who we don't think is the right option, then that leaves us only with 20 to buy Bellingham, which isn't going to happen because we had £100 million to spend. Mm. I think we need to spend £50 million and keep that reserved for Bellingham, whatever it is. Because as Dan says, and, he, and you alluded to it before, if we don't get Champions League, the money dwindles and the players stop coming. And that is like can take years to get back into it. As we've seen with Arsenal and Manchester United and the struggles that they've had, this is your whatever you've got hidden under the fucking sofa somewhere money, mm. get that fucking out and get it fucking spent and keep... And, and you've got to buy Bellingham in the summer as well. Yeah. You've got to do both. It can't be one or the other this time. We need more than that. Mm. Yeah. Just to say as well, the problem there, you've just if anything, it's smart business from FSG to actually do that in January and give us that 50 million because of the money to get on the flip side. But not only that, if you do miss out on Champions League, we've seen it with United, they end up overspending on players for years to come because just to get into the club, you've got to overspend in terms of the transfer fee, but then wages are astronomical just to get that calibre of player in. No, you're right, mate. Yeah, so... To fix it before January, we get to January, and hopefully, like I say, uh, FSG or whoever's in charge of the money gets their hands in the pocket and does something. Like I'm, I think we'd all agree, but we've got to get there first, and you've got to be within touching distance, like I say, because yeah. who's going to join you in January? You're thinking, oh, well, I won't play Champions League next year. That, that who knows? But we, so the intensity needs. You're right. Of we get most Salah closer to goal. Well, however you can do it, I think we'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I know it's easy to say, but maybe a bit of fresh legs on the right hand side of the defence because the right hand side's been an issue. If it, if Gomez and Canate can shore that up, yeah. what it does, Chris, is I'd like some professional pride in defending. Yeah, and, and give you a know fuck. what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the you know those lads that like when they used to fucking celebrate getting a clean sheet. Uh, you know when you were four 0 up, I mm. want some of that. I want yeah. someone who cares about fucking keeping a My, clean sheet. Every team who walks into a... Other than Glasgow Rangers, for some mad reason, by the way, everyone's gone, playing Liverpool, let's go and attack down their right, our left. Rangers decided to go the other way, and we saw what happens, they've got nothing out of that. I suppose, just to, to tie a bow on this, is that 
if again it's forced changes, this isn't something Jürgen potentially wanted to do, but he's now gonna have to play Gomez and Canate there for a couple of weeks at least by all accounts. He's got the option of Milman and Ramsey, but I don't see that happening straight away. At least now, if those two play well, at least the line of attack because the, the, the option will do something different. It isn't the easy. I'll just put over there and when we'll score like everyone's been doing, make them make them go and do something else, and that could help, I suppose, is what we're doing. Yeah, Rangers ain't gonna be the fucking acid test here, is it, in any way, shape, or form. You know, Manchester City's the test and the, and the Premier League games are the test that aren't against probably one of the best sides in the world right now. You know, ultimately we're miles off it, miles off Manchester City, miles and miles and miles off them at the moment. So that ain't gonna be the test either. We need to find someone who's fucking in the Premier League, who's around where we are, which is loads of teams, because we're 10th, uh, and we need to start pulling our finger out against those lads and making it our business to beat them. Yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And like I say, hopefully that starts with Rangers and then <laughs> they can get on out of City at the moment, it looks unlikely. <laughs> you, never, you never know, like stranger things have happened. And like I say, or you just need one or two lads, I think, when times like this, just to drag them, drag, drag them along with them. At the moment, the lads who you usually do want that, have we got them? I suppose Roberto Firmino's trying his best about that, and we're going to speak about that in part two later on, Chris. Mm-hmm. It, it might just be like Mo Salah, mate. We've given you 300 grand a week, and we are in the fucking shit mm-hmm. here. Virgil, you're meant to be the best defender in the world, mate. Yeah, I might need to go to them too and go, we need yous. Yeah, we yeah. might need some help off the refs as well, you know. And yeah. some, some, someone said, uh, Shai said this to me yesterday, actually, I thought it was a really interesting point. When you're playing well and you're really good, you get over referees' decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when you're not playing well, those referee decisions affect the results. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that penalty at the weekend. Mm. I can't get over how you're legally allowed to shoulder barge someone and knock them through the fucking hoarding and yet you can't touch them on the leg in the penalty yeah. area. Like, I know shoulder barge is allowed, right? But surely shoulder barge and someone's sick into the fucking worse. next week is worse than... Yeah, and balls touching. worse as well, mate. Well, we got one with a, a massive shoulder barge on Louis Diaz, didn't we, in the Arsenal game, I think it was. And it's nothing. You've knocked him over. <laughs> and that's, that's not allowed. That's allowed, sorry, but this little tiny touch on his legs... Nonsense, yeah, and the handball decision that Liverpool didn't yeah. get, but then Newcastle get one against them. The talk of the offside thing. The referee decisions do affect you when you're not playing yeah, well. You, you, need you it, can't like, get over them. I always you're feel not like you have to get over them and pass them. When you're playing shitty, like luck seems to go against you. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you might get away. But with it's just it. so you don't notice it when you're playing well because it doesn't matter because you're three 0 up. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you just instantly forget about it because you've just won the game. And the talk about the VAR. If that I think it was the ESPN reporter, maybe Saka was in a blind spot or something. Maybe. Nonsense, Apparently he was. Five cameras, not none of them pointing at him, so they, they had to stay with the decision. On I the like field. it. I, I like that. It's 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 horrible. Arsenal fell on the camera, go like that with his lens. <laughs> 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 Fucking fresh. Absolutely. But like I say, you, you you do need that little bit of luck, and like that's what I'm saying. I'm open. If I was Jurgen, I think I'd be got. I'd be rallying the. I'd be going to Virgil and Mo Salah and go, listen, you're the best two players at this club. You've been the best two players here for five years. Get the argument involved if you want, Sam. But like those yeah. two and go, can you just carry us through? We saw, we talked about the um, the season when we ended up with Nat Phillips playing centre-half with Reese Williams. It was actually Thiago, Trent and Salah pretty much was. And then who, who kind of, yeah. obviously I'm a bit from the goalie, like, but who, who kind we of... We need a spine, Steve. You need we some, haven't got a spine. At the moment... Alisson and fucking Diaz. At the moment, yeah, and Diaz yeah. is gone. It's <laughs> only, if you, it's, and Roberto Firmino we're going to touch upon. Like, mm. the, it, yeah, I, I'd like to think Mo Salah should be taking this like fucking. Do I really want to not be playing Champions League footy next year? Like, mm. let's go, kind of thing. The the players are there to get that spine back, though, aren't they? You know what I mean? When you look at Firmino, who's playing really well, obviously you, you want to talk about, and then Thiago, we all know what he's about. He, Fabinho, he re- well, Thiago really took it upon himself on the weekend, didn't he? After Sunday, he came over and apologised. He took some ownership of that shit performance, his own shit performance. So that's a good 
sign in many ways, you know what I mean? And then you look at Van Dyke behind him, I'm talking quite literally a spine, Van Dyke behind him, we all know how good he is, can be, was. And then Alison, <laughs> and then Alison, obviously. Alison's one who I'd probably keep out of this entire conversation. Yeah, 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 not yeah. only has he He's been superb, of the season. Yeah, not only has he been superb in terms of performances, but it really looks like it matters to him. You were talking earlier on about him, some pride in the clean sheet. He looks like the one to me really gives a shit at the minute. Like when something goes wrong, he's after the ref. And you you don't want to see it, but at the same time, you love seeing a bit of passion because we have lacked that this year so far. So I think for me from Klopp it's those players that you talk about and it's those I've just mentioned there and it might just be getting back to basics like it sounds really negative after it was all getting carried away on 4-2-4 4-2-3-1 but for me I'd get back to basics a little bit like we did in the Phillips and Williams season it was like right this is what we've got now these are the lads we need to keep it simple do what we do best get the ball to Salah Virgil you kick it away and let's play footy from there yeah fingers mm. crossed Liverpool can turn it around Danny M in the, in the Discord so I said maybe the inhalers have finally stopped working after all this time and we've had a super chat from Jay with his 9.99 says Klopp's history is no good after six years and it's being proven again. So this, this is a, a narrative that's been spoken about the old Yeah, but he's never thing. done eight. That's yeah. true. Find out. Let's figure out. Let's go together. Maybe he has been a bit too loyal, but who knows? But like I like say, we've it's got just, him. It's a really small sample size there. It's one game. Like, like, it's one of the club. Yeah, well, look, look, what about the fucking 18 years that he was really good out of those 20 mm. that have been played? Yeah. It did happen. I'm not. It happened once in Dortmund. You're right. I agree. It's not. I'm not having that one at all. Right then, lads, we'll move on. So we've we've kind of. We kind of think we've solved Liverpool's problems. There you go, Jürgen. Guess Alan I'm so comes. glad that he never said that, that he said right at the end there, at the beginning, because that would have been a really short segment. Guess Alan up front. Get, yeah, more. get Van Dijk yeah, to clear yeah, the ball. Van Dijk to welly it over. Well, you don't go to Zoom with there. that sort of stuff. End of segment. Put your up, Steve. Let's go on to the next one. Let's do it then. Let's go on to who knows wins then, because speaking of losers... Oh, no. Me, you and Paul last week were equal losers. We No! That was 331st. Yeah. Out of how many? Did you, did you win any money? I didn't lose any. I what, did, actually. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, anyway, what we, metal is that? So you've got gold, silver, bronze. What's you get for 331st? I don't know. Wood. Wood. <laughs> not, wood. A, not a metal, but a shit. <laughs> we all got six points last week, so no one's going to wear the hat because we, we're all equally losers, so we'll carry on over the, uh, the, the who knows nothing hats on next week. But yeah, um, Group sponsored by our friends, or who knows wins for the entire season. You can check out the games this week. On is Re- it still the MAGA cap? It is Can we change the colour of that fucking cap? No. I just don't like the fact that it looks like a MAGA cap. That's that's kind of why it's a really, really big uh, punishment to get it as well. Not only is it, you know, nothing, it also looks a little bit like like Donald Trump's hat. But anyway, um, <laughs> our, the, the guys over at Who Knows Wins have boxed off this year. We've got Redmen dot who knows wins dot com for you guys to go and play along with. And, and yeah, do come and join us. Last week, like, we didn't do a particularly great job. Um, this week, we are playing in two... Well, there's two leagues Someone to won five and a half grand last mm. week on it off of Fiverr. Crazy stuff. They got ten. They got ten out of ten and walked away with five and a half thousand pounds. <laughs> and like you win money for all kinds. Of, don't you? Like nines, eights, I think sevens even won money this time around. But imagine getting 10 out of 10 and winning five and a half grand nice. off a five. Five, yeah. That is fucking Happy ridiculous. Christmas. I, I'm fair play to the person who did get that win, yeah, like I say. So, yeah, we, we this week we're, we're, we're actually changing things up. It usually we play in the Saturday Pick 10 League, but because, obviously, it's our own version of the app now, we can do what we want. We get to pick what games we play, and we get all that kind of stuff. We've got the Sunday Pick 10 League that we're going to be playing in, and also we've got the game day Manchester City special to play in as well. I was going to bring it up on the screen, but I feel like we're having some tech issues. 
So what we're gonna do? We're gonna just uh, let me have a little reset. Yeah, let's see you, you You have a little go. Trying to get that fixed for me, Chris, while I talk through it. So yeah, if you've never played there, uh, who knows wins before? Essentially, you get ten things that you've got to pick correctly. Whether it's game results of a weekend, where it's certain things happening within matches, all that kind of stuff. This week, like I say, we'll be picking ten games that happen on Sunday: win, draw, or loss. And the same again for the Manchester City game. If we can't get them, I can read them out. I've got them on my screen here, so um, I can tell you exactly what's going to be on them, Chris. So if you can't get them on there. The moment with the NDI being a bit, little bit of a. Yeah. Have we got it? Yeah. Oh, nice one. Look at this, Chris and Sai to the rescue. Are we good? Yeah. I can even bring it up on the screen, right? Sai, can you get it for me? Yeah. Drum roll, please, for the. Yeah, All right, we haven't got it. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll we'll crack on. It looks a bit rubbish. Let's have a little go then. Here we go. Let's have a little look. Here we go. We got it. There we go. That was seamless. This that. is the Sunday Pick 10 League that we will be playing in. Me, Chris and Paul. So come and join us for that one. That went seamlessly well. We've got Villa versus Chelsea. <laughs> We've got Lazio versus Udinese. Leeds v Arsenal. Man United v Newcastle. Southampton v West Ham. Oh, El Clasico. Madrid v Barca. I didn't know that was this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Liverpool versus City as well. The classic, yeah. Napoli versus Bologna, Verona versus Milan, PSG versus Marseille, another big game there as well. So, yeah, we'll be playing in that one with us. And also, I'm going to go back up here and I'll just let you see this one as well, which is a pretty cool game that we've got. Mention what the specific game day ones. Here we go. We've got Liverpool versus Manchester City. Full-time results, both teams to score, yes or no. Over two and a half goals, yes or no. The first half results, who's going to be winning at half-time? Uh, will Liverpool take over three and a half corners? Will Liverpool have over two and a half cards? City, over one and a half cards, over six and a half corners. And Erling Haaland to score any time. Thanks very much to the guys at Who Knows Wins for making that one. Um, I might be pressing yes on that one. I might press yes on that bottom one straight away because the likelihood is that he will be getting involved. So yeah, um, They might rest up against us. Yeah, he might have got bigger fish to fry. Play him against Copenhagen. We'll put Erling out for the big Copenhagen wow. clash. And we'll rest him for the, yeah, we can beat Liverpool without him. We'll, we'll wow. throw Alvarez or whoever up front. Yeah, Cole hell. Palmer. <laughs> you can tell we're not in a good mood about the footy. Absolutely not. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, it's redmen.whoknowswins.com where you click the link on the YouTube description below. Um, if you, between now and we've got a couple of weeks to run a competition as well. For, if you play the game, if you screenshot your um, your ticket or you know your guesses, tweet at who knows wins and at the Redmen TV as well. Um, we'll be giving away a PlayStation 5 and also some copies of FIFA 23 as well. So we'll be running that for the next couple of weeks. So like I say, get yourselves involved. Um, time beat us. It won't be hard because we've got absolutely zilch points. Mm -hmm. But yeah, congratulations. Basically, like one person last week got all 10 right and won five and a half grand. There was other prizes for nines, eight, seven. So that, that's a good thing. All two knows wins is that even if you don't get, you know, you get, don't get them all right, you can still win prizes by getting eight, nines, etc., etc. So yeah, there's two games that we're playing in this weekend, but there's tons, tons more on there as well. So yeah, like again, final time. It's Redmen. Whoknowswins.com. Come and beat us in the Sunday Pick Ten League. You probably will, and also in the Manchester City special as well. The City special, by the way, is a five thousand pound pot, and the Sunday pick ten is also uh, a five thousand pound pot. So yeah, go and get yourself some dough. Uh, hopefully, we do better in that one, Chris, this week because uh, I think I feel like we let ourselves down a little bit last week. I know? let myself down. You, you, that's about average for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's absolutely fair play, right? Yeah, fair play, like say, so, yeah, do get involved but again. If you're not 18, don't get involved. UK only gamble responsibly. If you're not a gambler, that's fine. Don't get involved. If you are someone who gets involved, then fair enough. But yeah, be responsible with all this kind of stuff. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, I want to talk about the Roberto Firmino renaissance, Chris. Lovely. The, the Bobby Sons, I'm calling it. Ooh. The Bobby Sons. TM. Um, one of the very, very few positives from Liverpool this season, and there have been very, very few. One's the Brazilian lad in goal, and one's the Brazilian lad up front, I think it's fair to say. Um, maybe maybe this is World Cup related. He, he did get himself um, back in the Brazil squad at the last international break. He's obviously in the last year of his contract now, so he's playing for a move. That might all be involved in this as well. The fact <laughs> they didn't play a lot of footy last summer, it might just be that he's really good and he was just being flogged to death for a few weeks. But I suppose that is, again, you cut our straws here, but it's been nice to see the re-emergence of Roberto for me. Yeah, I think... Yeah, he was probably over-egged a little bit how much he'd dropped off mm -hmm. because it was injuries, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, And that's why Mane ends up up front and Jota comes in and does so well. I think Bobby's always been better at knitting that sort of play together, hasn't he? You know, he's had those seasons where he's got to 15 goals, but... You know, more often than not, it's around the eight to ten mark, and he's just he's just a really clever footballer, and he hasn't slowed down any with age. He never had it in, no. to begin with, I don't think, and he never really needed it. And he's one of those players where you know I talked about the experience of the lads in the middle of the park and a goal missing. It doesn't to me. Dan look like his experience is his experience he's using it use it wisely yeah no I agree yeah. and that's what makes him so brilliant we've always sort of lauded him for his intelligence as a footballer and that's where his genius is quite frankly because he, you're right, he never had that pace he doesn't need to lose it you know what I mean he's a different role isn't he anybody else and he does knit things together so well and it's, inter it's interesting to sort of pinpoint why He's been so good in terms of what is it, but I think you're right, Chris. I don't think it's a case of a renaissance as lovely as Bobby Sons was. Um, I don't think he ever really lost it. I think it was just we got, not carried away, but we got very excited about Jota. And obviously Mane then comes in and does the, does the central role and we all go with that and we think, oh, Bobby might be done here. But he's not. He never has been. He's superb. So it's the, again, you say that, but like last season got 20 games um, and still do, is a goal score record last season was decent for 20 games. He scored 11 goals. 
You know what I mean? It was, but the year before, it was 36 games, and that's when he only got nine. And I think that's when everyone was like, so maybe this actually happened two years ago, but the injuries last year where we hardly seen him kind of mm. put, put, put it into a bit of perspective, Chris. But like I say, this season so far, he's played 11 games in total. He has played, sorry, he's 11 games in total. He scored six goals and he's got three assists. Uh, this, oh, sorry, I tell lie. Last year it was 20 league appearances, by the way, it was 35 in all comps. But this year, like I say, 11 games, six goals, three assists, and he has played well. That's the, you know, forget the numbers, he's, he's just looked a little bit more like Roberto Firmino. Again, we talked before about needing our big players to stand up. It looks like one of them who is doing that is Roberto Firmino. And it, like Dan says, it isn't just a goal, it's, it's the time things give us to play. Mm. Is it, we, we, we've all been saying, like, about getting Mousala up front and, you know, Darwin Nunes, can we get the big £80 million striker firing? Is it, it could be an option just go Roberto Firmino, you're our, you're our main striker, go and carry on what you're doing, because at least we can kind of bank on you. Mm. Yeah, it's whether you're playing the short game or the long game, innit? You know mm. what I mean? And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp did play a little bit of the short game. I think he has to, be honest. To be honest. Yeah, could, because yeah. of where we are in the yeah. league and getting Champions League, which we've already spoken about on this show. So, I don't know. I think, like, you know, sometimes it's difficult to judge a player. I mean, we, we were so used to seeing Mane and Bobby and Salah for so long. And I think over the course of the maybe four years that they were together and probably the best front three in world football, I think it's fair to say that my opposition managers recognised that Bobby Firmino was just as much of a, a a threat and would have a game plan specifically for how you deal with Bobby Firmino as ever. Mm. Now, I think maybe with the signing of Jota and with the signing of Diaz, are opposition managers really thinking Bobby's a threat? Is he the fourth threat? Is he the third threat? He's not number one mm. or two. So while he's been able to get that little bit of freedom, he's been able to make it work a little bit more. I think, mm. you know, with Salah and Diaz on either side, you've kind of got to make a plan for those two and how you're going to defend. And Bobby's so clever, he can just find that space and work off what the opposition team are doing. So... I'd be comfortable with Bobby in, in the nine still, certainly it's moving finishing. forward. I think his finishing, finishing looks good. Yeah, yeah, his that, that, looks good. Yeah. That goal the other day was The run brilliant. was brilliant. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that he managed to have time to look up before he even controlled the ball. So he, he's watching the ball, he looks up, he relocates the ball and he touches it before he finishes it. That's fucking next level shit. Mm. Like really next level shit. So I, look, I think long term Liverpool need to get Nunes firing. I really do. That doesn't necessarily mean that Bobby comes out of the team Playing both. Mm. If he sticks with four, he's got the option. <coughs> and he's out of contract in the summer. And he we is. spoke earlier about maybe Jürgen's been a bit too loyal to players. Like, as it stands, the, the, the talk is he might not sign, but nothing's being ruled out. Or mm. like, even if he plays well this season, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of arguments. Should we keep him? Should we let him go? Let him let this be a swan song. He had a good season, but he's going to go. Mm. A little bit like Genie Wijnaldum in that extent, really. Genie yeah. had a good final season. As it, as it stands right now, it looks like they probably could have done with keeping him. I know he's injured at the moment, but he has a broken leg. And he wasn't exactly pulling up trees in Paris before before the move to Italy, so maybe not. But mm. this is it's going to be interesting if Roberto Firmino ends this season with, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at his goals. Could I, be 15 I, goals. Well, as it stands so. out, like I say, mm. he's on, what, he's played 11 games and he's on six. We scored him one and two. If he plays 40 games and gets 20 goals, and then you're all just going to go, bye to Roberto Firmino. But there's an argument to be made. Actually, that's probably the best thing to do because again, we're talking about re- evolution. Yeah. We've just we've just signed a record striker. We need to get going. Again, this could be the first time where we really test this whole thing of the loyalty thing and, and what's right for the club and what's not. Because by all accounts, there's again, this might be conjecture, but it was Jürgen who kind of pushed for the Jordan Henderson extension a mm-hmm. little bit, wasn't it? Um, there was talk that he was actually one pushing for Genie, and it was it kind of couldn't get the numbers right, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. If he, even if he wants Roberto Firmino, Julian Wall could be, 
sorry, Jürgen, but like, I'm going to have to let him go. It's, it, it could be an interesting conversation to be had. Yeah, I think Klopp will definitely be wanting Roberto for me, not just based on the form that we're talking about, but also he's the orchestrator, isn't he, of everything for us, and he has been for so long. And Klopp is very loyal. There's no, there's no getting away from that. And I think he'd be desperate for Firmino to stay, certainly if he carries on in this vein of form. But just to say short term, I think there is definitely an argument. To, he's part of like getting back to basics things that I mentioned earlier. He brings the best out of Salah, so there's definitely an argument mm. to say. Go I on think then. I think I start. You know I, mean? I think when he's for a, for a while. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. Yeah, I start him. In, I start him range, and I start him definitely against Manchester yeah. City. One hundred. Yeah, definitely. As long as you can keep him fit, there's no there's no point not really at the minute, is there? But. On the contract side of things, it's a really difficult one. I've been battling myself with it for a little while because you look at what he's doing, you think, God, he deserves a new contract. You look at what he's done and you think that as well. He's no, showing no signs of of slowing down in terms of his ability. Like we've already said, he never really had the pace to lose, so it's not really an issue. But the flip side of that is you have just spent £80 million on Darwin Nunes. You do need to get him into the side up and running long term. So if you keep Firmino for another two years, three years maybe, are you kind of blocking that off again perhaps? And is it time to cut ties? Because we have been guilty of saying, oh no, go on, new deal, new deal. And then eventually you look at that and go, why? Why do we give this lad a new contract? And I know from sort of testing the water with this on, on our Twitter that you sort of mentioned the Firmino contract situation and people are saying like, no, ageing, you know, we're keeping players for too long again so it's a fine fine balance for this one he's just turned 31 Chris he's played 238 games for Liverpool in, since 2015 he's been here this is what 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 the 8th season at the club he's done he's won everything he's ran everywhere like he's probably covered every play of the grass on every single Premier League football pitch but like you mentioned before 31 isn't relative isn't old but at some point we talk about like the average age of the squad going up and up and up to maintain success, you have to just be ruthless sometimes and go. You know what? Like we need to. He needs to go, and we need to reinvest that money in a, in a younger in a younger lad. And then it becomes Darwin Nunes as Liverpool. Whoever, if, if, and let it give this is where Liverpool's contract stuff and bringing people's contracts down. The older they get, come in, and mm-hmm. I think you know it's something where a player being advised at the end of his year, at the end of his career, by an agent to say you've got to get one more payday. Because this is your last one. So you go abroad, and, and, and that's why I think it's always so difficult for Liverpool to be able to get the money down to a point where they can agree yeah. something with, that doesn't stifle what we can do in the transfer market by bringing players in, but also keep players around. Ultimately, I think you nailed it earlier on, Steve. To be honest with you, we needed three years ago to have more lads coming in this season who were twenty-five years old. We didn't address that three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or we get them when they're twenty-one, twenty-two, and they're prime age in a few years time there always seems to be big gaps in our squad from real real young to prime and over prime or getting over prime that's the difficulty it's about how you manage your squad over the course of multiple years not just for one season I think we get sometimes get a little bit bogged down in that we need these lads right now and stuff like that Harvey Elliott and Carvalho are going to look great in three to four years time when they're in the the established names in the team sheets but how do we get there with Mm -hmm. Jordan Henderson and with Thiago probably not like we need them to either step up earlier or we need someone in the meantime who's going to bridge that gap until they're top draw Premier League players if they get to top draw Premier League players and equally like you look at the forwards now Jota's of the right age Diaz is the right age but the others are probably Bobby Firmino Mo Salah and Nunes is coming into the right age as well you need to have someone who young as well as someone I think who's quite old, I'd be comfortable with keeping Bobby Firmino around for an extra <laughs> year because I don't. Th- I think, you know, the way 
Tom Brady says in, in in the NFL, like, why would I give up now? This has just become easy because mm. he's seen everything and he's done it and he never had pace and he never had the biggest arm in, in American football. Now he's seen every defence that you're going to ever throw at him and he finds it quite easy to recognise what the defences are. Like, Bobby Firmino never had the pace to go past the player. He's just getting more and more experienced and maybe, and maybe he's getting better at coming on as a substitute and making an impact in games that he's sitting and watching because he can see and how to use his skill set and stuff so we need a young lad coming in who's the forward who's 20 years old 19 years old maybe maybe could be absolutely but he's also behind the lad on the left hand side that's actually coming into a really good age is Kai Gordon have we seen anything of Kai Gordon over the last 12 months yeah, yeah so you know these are the lads that you're hoping come good but they don't always come good Steve no that's the problem if, 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 I suppose I'm all for keeping Roberto for me, you know, I would be. Yeah. But it's whether it's just another space in the squad that you think. We talked about mm. before about not having lads at prime ages. Mm. Can you sell 31 year old Roberto for me, you know, and going by 26 year old X, Y, and Z to go and be yeah. like by, the, by Jota now, not Jota that we got two years ago. The, the age of him, and I know Jota's not going to he's been injured, etc. But you get my point. Like someone who's ready, I suppose that's the thing with Bobby, because my sense is they're going to let him go. And I don't want my sense is I think that's the right call, to be honest with you. Mm. I think. Long term, I think that for the best of Liverpool, it all comes club. down to money for me. Yeah, if if he's taking uh, like the James first Norman team cuts. players' wages, mm. swapping for a twenty-six year old. Yeah. If he's yeah. not, if he's taking a squad player's wages and he's comfortable with it, you ain't going to get better than Bobby Firmino. I, I agree with that, yeah. yeah. I think if you can get him to sort of reduce his wage, which doesn't affect what we're doing elsewhere, and he's happy to be that squad player, maybe start some games, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, and then come into games and after he has seen it and assess what's going on and have an impact that way, I think he's a no-brainer to keep around. I really do. Yeah, and again, we saw James Miller. I can understand the other side of the argument, though, on this. I can certainly understand why people would be like, no, it's time to cut ties. Definitely understand. Because I think, because again, looking at this season, maybe there's, there's, there was, there's probably, t- he's probably done that with a couple of lads already, you know what I mean? So I think that's why everyone's like, you know, get, getting burned again. The difference is Roberto Firmino was playing really, really, really well. Like, it, it, if this is a sustained season thing, I don't think you'll get to. April and people will be desperate for him to go. I mean, I think everyone will be like, yeah, fair enough, I understand mm. it. But he's got to maintain his form and stay fit. Uh, yeah. And he hasn't been able to do that, Dan. That's the problem. No, he hasn't, yeah. And the injuries have kind of curtailed our sort of thoughts on him because we all love him to pieces for lots of reasons. But you're right, there was a time about 12 months ago where we all kind of thought he might be done here because of the emergence of Jota and his injuries were happening at the same time. We thought this could be the end of Firmino as we know him. But it's a difficult one, I think. If he does carry on this form or anything sort of like this form, I think it's going to be hard to ignore. He really is. But I get the flip side like you do, Chris. I think it's um, it's a danger one because if you're giving the new deal and you say, oh, do you know what, you've earned this, you've been brilliant for the club for X amount of years, you've had a superb season, you've stayed injury-free, you know what's going to happen. You're going to give him the new deal and he's going to pick up an injury, isn't he, two weeks later? And that's the... It's a hard balance to sort of strike, it really is. Um, but like I said, if you could get him on reduced terms and he's happy with a squad role... I would be very willing to keep it, especially if you did sign another young striker. And Nunes is going to learn off Firmino. You know what I mean? Jota's probably still learning off Firmino, particularly if he wants to play centrally. So younger players will learn off someone like him who's seen it all before. Yeah, yeah just just quickly as well, Steve. I think, you know, when managers are at their absolute peak and when clubs are at their absolute peak, I think they recognise when players are going to fall off a cliff, don't they? And, and I think it's one of the hardest jobs in the world in, in that regard is mm. knowing when to cut ties with the player. I think back to my youth and Alex Ferguson and him just seeming to know exactly when the time was was to get rid of those players. 
do you really think that Liverpool have kept someone way past their fucking bedtime? Yeah. Who? Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. So I... I, I'm quite. I, I think that's interesting. he's the best six at the football. No, club this, right sorry. Now. Okay, this is my point on the Henderson thing. I don't. Th- I don't. I've got no issue with Jordan. I think he should be a squad player by now. By by not backfilling Jordan Henderson and by not backfilling James Milner. They're playing too much. Mm-hmm. If Roberto mm-hmm. Firmino, so, so Liverpool have never kept anyone right now p- way past the bedtime. It's hard. I think Milner's. You can probably argue it. Yeah. But like that's the thing. I, I, the Firmino. Because thing, I, I, my, my point here is. The two lads that we've kind of got rid of in Mane and Wijnaldum have had real struggles. So, so, make, I, so yeah, actually, yeah, like when you when yeah. it looks like from the outside looking in and, and forgetting what's happening right now because I think it is a bit <coughs> mad at the moment. Yeah. Liverpool might be two and out on this. Yeah, mm. and both of them, <laughs> both of them. There's, would you say that it came down to money for both of them in terms of us not agree? I know it's hard, but it's all conjecture. Here, I think Mane probably wanted to go, and I think that that new challenge sort of thing. Yeah, but I think the Wijnaldum thing looked like it might have been the other angle, and that's an interesting point because obviously the way FSG run, they're very frugal, aren't they? They're not gonna sort of give in to Wijnaldum's demands, especially if the Klops of this world are going. Mm, I'm not quite sure we're going to be using him as much moving forwards, and it looks like, like you say, it might have hit at the right time. I think, and I agree with you. We should have probably. We replaced yeah, them. I think that's I'm the not thing. saying that that's, the, yeah. that's, that's not part of the. the I get debate. your point. I, th- I think that, like, and I think we'd all be comfortable if people said, right, go and buy a strike and Roberto Firmino hangs around as a squad player. I suppose what you're saying is, does Roberto Firmino want to be your backup centre forward or do you want him to be third choice? You know, and, and I think that's where we get at. Which I would be fine with James Milner being eighth option, ninth option, whenever, and that's what he should be. He should be but yeah. the lads in front of him are either always injured, mm. and that so we all of a sudden. The squad makeup's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Kaiser Kai, Kai, and Ox yeah. are almost figments of imagination at this point. Curtis Jones is becoming this. He's often injured. Yeah. So everyone's moving up a level. That's where, and that's kind of thing where we've got to... With, I don't think people are wrong to keep either Henderson or, or Milner, but I think the roles that they find themselves in the terms of the pecking order, yeah. they're both too high. They should be in and out players. You and know, that, that comes down to the makeup that we were talking about before. When, yeah, yeah. when Elliot's your next option, but he's a young kid. Yeah. You know, mm. you still need that lad who's Fabinho's age. <laughs> great example because he's playing shit at the moment but you know what I mean you need those lads and that's where it's not just planning for one year it's planning for multiple years and mm. I think that that right now seems to be where we're struggling with our squad makeup. Yeah. I actually think just as, I actually think Klopp's loyalty isn't about sort of keeping players beyond their peak I think it's more of an injury thing he doesn't seem to see injuries to me I know that sounds absolutely stupid to say but you know when he talks in pre-season about his midfield because he gets asked a question all the time it happened this summer he's like do you think you need a midfield he's like oh no we've got XYZ and then we've got Cater, Ox and Curtis Jones and I'm sat there thinking you can't count them you know what I mean? You really can't yeah, because we know what's going to happen. The flip side is, Dan, is he counting them or is he thinking, I'm, the lads above me aren't giving me no money, so I can't come here and say, I, I, I can't come here and say, I need four midfielders and they're all shit and always injured. Because that, that, he can't do that, you know what I mean? I think personally, some of it comes down to the fact that he knows I haven't got the budget that people above me need to be... Maybe, and, you and could well be right, yeah. he, He's kind of dropped hints at times, but he's kind of he's done the thing, then he's done the, you know, no. I'd like to be able to take more gambles. He kind of says this kind of thing. So there's a com- I think he is too loyal to certain players because, by all accounts, he was the one pushing for certain contracts. But also, he, I think he, he realised he's played a different game. He knew yeah. that coming into the club. He knew that coming he into did. the yeah, football yeah, yeah. club as well, yeah, didn't yeah. he? It's one of the reasons yeah. that he didn't want to go to Manchester United. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, and, true, and all yeah. those types of things. It's one of the reasons yeah. that he's he, constantly. Yeah, 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 I agree. And and you know, it says uh, you know we're going back a long time, and obviously he's gone back on his word. But he did talk about spending that amount of money on a player, and how he'd never want to do that. You know, he wants to develop players, he wants to improve players mm. and stuff like that. Now the game's changed. You know, even yeah. since in the seven years that he's come in, and he has to spend that because that's your twenty million pounds 
striker nowadays. Yeah. From when we signed Torres or something, Nunes is the new price for that. <laughs> but like, I think ultimately he still wants to be a football coach and yeah. he still wants to improve players yeah. and he still can improve players even when they're you know not playing very well. And that's the thing that we've got to hope that the coach cop comes out over the next few weeks. Going back to the first segment, how do we improve it? Good coaching is probably mm. the start. Yeah, good coaching. And like I, said, I think it's fair to say the whole football club from top to bottom just needs to pull the finger out. Maybe everyone got a bit too complacent. You mean like the the the, the, the FSG and the ownership should have spent more. Mm. Yeah, maybe should have been a bit more ruthless with certain players. Yeah, he, he's his decision in making hasn't been great. This I think he'd be looking at himself the same way as well. Like everyone just feels like they've dropped off a level, mm. and like it, it might just, hopefully then this this is just a reset. Yeah, and, and it, it, hopefully because we are feeling a bit low about it, it could be like you said, Liverpool could are capable at some point of going on a run and putting it together. But I, I'd like to think that this is a wake up call for everybody not to sleep on your laurels because a team shouldn't get to within twenty minutes of winning everything and then all of a sudden fall off a cliff. Something hasn't hasn't gone quite right. Yeah, well, maybe that's maybe that's part of the problem because we were on the verge of sort of immortality, weren't we, just a few months ago? And I think everyone at the club might be thinking, God, we're half untouchable, you know what I mean? So why would including you, the ownership? You, even you the don't ownership, see, probably, yeah, yeah, you even don't the owners see the might have got a, even the owners might have got a bit like. Fuck now, we've got this magician. We've got, we've got this magician here. Yeah, we don't have to spend that much money because this lad keeps pulling us out of shit. Yeah. It feels like there's only so much even even the magician can do. He still needs his assistance. Like it, he needs to fucking it's going to come to a head at some point, isn't it? You know what I mean? You can't keep expecting the same people just to keep going and going. But like I say, everyone at the club might have gone, God, we were so close to doing literally everything. Why would we need? You don't see the need for a big refresh then, do you think? Oh, just a couple of tweaks here and there. Yes, we've lost Sadio Mane, but Darwin Nunes is coming in. Away you go, go and do it again. Hasn't worked like that. So it is half understandable that that will be the case but it's come to bear now and it's quite clear that something major needs to happen I think we need to muddle through until the World Cup like you say hopefully be in a position to strike in January and then even after that I think next summer is I feel like I've said this before the biggest summer for a long time at Liverpool Football Club Agreed It is Chris and I suppose just to tie a bow on it you mentioned before an NFL reference is like let let players get old on someone else's watch it feels like Liverpool have Liverpool's players have all got old, but it's on Liverpool's watch. It's Bill Belichick's phase, isn't it? I'd rather lose them a year too early than, than keep them a year too late. For whatever reason, we know Liverpool tried to sign him a field this summer, but it was like there was two targets, and this is the, this is the, the model. Is if I can't get who I want, I'll get nobody. It feels like now, that way, when that works, you end up with Virgil van Dijk, and it's brilliant, but also it feels like by not pushing that button, it's, it feels like we're now... We're scrambling back up the side of that mountain, aren't we, a little bit? Yeah, and it's difficult because, you know, if you end up with your fourth choice or your fifth choice midfielder, are they really good enough for what Liverpool want to achieve? That's where it all kind of boils mm. down to, isn't it? But right now, what Liverpool want to achieve is Champions League football. So that fifth choice might just be the guy that can get us there. You know, he might not win us needs a Premier must. League, but needs yeah. us right now. And, and also, to be fair, Dan likes to run, like to cut his days earlier, they still need more than they need like three midfielders. So if you've got a list of three, <laughs> and even if you know you can't get number one, who we all know who number one is, and there's a chance that he goes to Real Madrid or he goes to City anyway. So Chelsea, Arsenal, everyone wants Jude Bellingham. Yeah. But if you've got you, Liverpool, need to have a list of three or four lads, and if they can't, they might not be able to get number one in January. But even if you just get number three and four boxed or three or four, mm-hmm. and then you get to the summer because again, we are we are at a point now because everyone has got older today. There. There's going to be drastic change at some point, and drastic change is hard. You're better doing what you did with Diaz. Our drastic change 
of losing Sadio became a bit easier because we'd already had Diaz for six yeah. months. Doing it all in one hit is hard. So again, that's why January could be important. But again, you've got to get there and someone's mm. got to be convincing FSG to get the fucking hands out of the pockets as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But like you say, I think <coughs> if you do it incrementally and you were to make one or two, even just a one or do in January, if you bring one of your new midfielders in, you go, right, you've got six months now to bed in. It does make the, the summer easier when Cater and probably Ox inevitably do leave and who knows what happens with James Milner again this time around. So there's three, a minimum, you're looking to replace and we need to replace him. I mean, Elliot and Carvalho are both probably going to end up being midfielders. Carvalho, maybe not, but there's two that will be involved in this conversation. But there's no there's no getting away from it now. We can't look from within anymore. There needs to be drastic changes. And I, I do believe, I still believe, we can get Champions League football, which would be huge for the, what we want to do. Um, just because the levels of consistency required to win the league are ridiculous. We've seen that before. But the levels of consistency required to get top four aren't. You know what I mean? I think we're still capable yeah. of that, especially just if we need do. To start winning games. We do get one or two in January. That'd be really good. It's usually the answer. Yeah, I'd like to win some football matches. That's that one. Yeah, let's, let's not start concede with that. in the first fifty-eight seconds. Would be let's lovely. start with that. We've got a, a, a just a Discord one that, from Quabbo. Thanks very much, mate. It says uh, the injuries have fucked us sideways and, and still are because Kite and Ox taking places in the squad that they shouldn't be. And because the plan was always for Hendo to back up Fab, and he hasn't been able to do it. Which yeah, you're, the Indies have played the problem. I think Dan was right though. Like, got my God, Navi Kater and Alcock say Chamberlain are injured. Who would have saw that coming? Exactly. I mean, that's why it gets quite frustrating because I think to a lot of the <laughs> probably Matip's injured as well. Just well, a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. A lot of the problem. I can actually. I can. Yeah, you can. A lot, and that's the that's the point. You can. A lot of the problems weren't that hard to see. You know what I mean? It was always exactly, yeah. if everything works well there, if everything works badly there, and we've 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 veered down the left hand side path. But listen, it is what it is. We are where we are. Liverpool, like I say. Starting with Glasgow Rangers this midweek and then moving on forwards. Just need to start getting get their arse back into gear. Hopefully we've uh, helped you be, be therapeutic of discussing the problems. What can be worked for me actually? Yesterday's final word didn't did not feel like a cathartic experience for me, but this show has made me feel much better. Me too. And if you want even I feel like I finally got everything out that I needed to say. All said and done. If you guys want to get even more Redmen content, like I say, come and join Redmenplus.com. Uh, come join us. We'll huddle together. We'll stay strong together. Strength in numbers and all that. Because listen, if you sat on your own misery in the company of, of our miserable people are making you at the moment, at least come be miserable with us. Mis- misery loves company, and then we'll help che- hopefully help cheer you up over on Redmenplus. So I've got the Discord, got the Facebook group. We've got all kinds going on and some some non-specific match day content that can take your mind off the fact that the Reds are absolute bobbins at the moment so <laughs> we've, got your, we've got your code over on redmenplus.com yeah guys absolute pleasure thanks so much for that conversation thanks all you guys watching all this now home like I say uh, do go and check out redmen.whoknowswins.com if you want to get involved 18 plus gamble all that kind of stuff uh, we are about to record the LFC draft as well that will be on Redmen Plus later on it is Chris versus Dan selecting 11s each of players signed by Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good luck to whoever gets the second goalie. There's him for you there. So yeah, come and join us over on Plus later for that one. Come and join us for some amazing content. We'll be back with next week with the Red Men podcast. Until then, I'll catch you all later. Take care. Thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Red Men in your ears, then consider signing up to redmenplus.com. You get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form. Uh, from £5 a month, redmenplus.com. You get two free items of merchandise every single season if you sign up as a club legend you get 20% discount codes every single month exclusive discounts from our partners as well as your name and the credits and each and every red men plus show small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.